1: Hi. Hello. Welcome to another episode of But Am I Wrong? starring two people who have never been
2: wrong.
1: Not once ever. Ever. Truly. Even when I took five different streets that I was not supposed to take while driving. But that wasn't your fault. No.
2: Because the GPS was wrong.
1: Exactly. And there was construction, which universally construction is always wrong. Yeah. But this is like making a metro stop, right that's what that construction is are they still doing that yes it's been 84 years two million years i thought they gave up on it no that's what that is you're kidding no. me wow and before anyone gets it twisted i'm not against public transportation los angeles desperately needs public transportation but the city is doing it but also simultaneously resisting
2: mm-hmm.
1: and. Half of Los Angeles has their own like governing districts. So then those places aren't doing anything and then stopping certain things. So it, it's not going to make any sense. Yep.
2: It'll make sense for the pers- people that need it right there. But it's not going to make sense on a,
1: a, whole, LA a level. whole
2: L.A. level because it's not going to get everywhere. So they're going to have to get off, get on a bus like if they need to get further.
1: Yeah. I really thought that they decided they were done with that.
2: Nope, that's what that is. (laughs) (laughs) You thought they just Um, built a little bit and they're like. Yeah,
1: and then they were like, actually, no, like, psych, never mind. uh Because then there's the the whole bullet train. Yeah. Elon Musk. Well,
2: he just did. I read something and I don't remember what it was, but he he proposed that for a specific reason. Like it was it was never going to be something he was ever going to pursue. But there was a specific reason it wasn't. I'm sure taxes were mm-hmm. in it, but it wasn't specifically taxes. It was to stop something else.
1: Checks out. I can't believe that. Yep. Wow. 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 Speaking of Elon Musk, someone who's always wrong. He is Literally. the exact kind of person that we talk about on this podcast. Enemy of the pod. Oh, yeah. He's like really up top there. Enemy yeah. of the pod. I thought of someone else who was an enemy of the podcast recently. There's so many, <laughs> but now I can't think, I don't know, I'm sure it will come to me okay. as there's constantly brand new enemies of the podcast, uh-huh. but this is a podcast <laughs> where we talk about our own lives, things that we think we might've been in the wrong for, or things that were like, definitely was not in the wrong for. What do you think? And then we read your email submissions and we tell you if you were the hero, or the villain in your story. And then finally, we round it all up. With the but are they wrong segment where we nominate the Rachel of the week, the worst of the week, the vote of all time in the last seven to ten business days. And we just talk shit on people who deserve it. Mm-hmm. And isn't that cathartic? It is. I I do need to take my second Adderall.
2: Okay. But uh, I, I wake up in the morning on Tuesdays and I have to remember, like, sometimes I feel like I don't get enough work done on Tuesdays, but I have to remember, like, This show takes research. So like this is literally like if we were working a nine to five, this is what we do all day for Mm -hmm. both of our shows. And we have to, you know, actually look into things and do just, you know, get angry about things that are happening in the world. But we're also educating people.
1: Yeah, it should be. Not only should we be compensated by the government, we should also not have to pay taxes on this income. Yeah. Because we're doing it's community service. Uh Uh-huh. And a charitable donation. Basically
2: like a news company,
1: you know. You know who's also on any of the podcasts? Not who I was thinking about. Matt Lauer, enemy of the podcast. Yeah. hair looks phenomenal. Thank you.
2: I was going to wash it on Sunday, so then I just kept it back in a ponytail instead of untwisting it. And then I had no energy, and I didn't feel like doing it. So I didn't do it. And then it just kind of was in a ponytail all week, so it didn't have the, like how it usually looks Mm -hmm. so it's just like i'll throw it out it looks i wet it in the shower and then throw it out
1: it looks so good thank you but you still got in the shower
2: yes i still showered i shower i've been working out so i've got a shower yeah
1: i hope everyone follows me on instagram so you can see 1 15 a.m bitch on a fucking rowing machine
2: (laughs) i was boxing but yes, I, I was Okay, well it was 1.15 a.m. I wasn't to I
1: really do, do my to I do, do
2: my um warm-ups on the rowing machine. So you weren't wrong. Again, not wrong.
1: I never am. Yeah. I like can't even relate like you working out and then me coming here being like, I walked five blocks and I'm not okay.
2: But also same, which is why I've started working out a third of the amount that because I had stopped because I couldn't breathe. Yeah. And then I was like, I can still do this, but like...
1: If you're pushing yourselves, like, I could technically... But why?
2: Yeah, so I'm like, I'll just do a third of it. Mm-hmm. I feel a lot better. I... I'm not sore, but I feel like I've worked out. I am very much out of breath, but I'm like, I've still... I've yeah. put in enough.
1: Like Literally, like, I, I don't know why we have this, like, idea that it's like, no, no. You have to, like, literally grind, run your body into... It. For what? Are you I training think, to be in a new Marvel movie? I think
2: because when gym classes started, they're like, we can't just have people here for 20 minutes. So we've got to have people here for a full hour so we can, like, make money. And so I think that's where it started.
1: I even P.E. at no. first. I was like, I don't think my like P.E. teachers were, like, No, freaking no, 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 no. like... <laughs> like athletic class. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's all a scam. Like, all of that shit is a scam. Yep. And-
2: everything's scam and I, I will i will have that in my uh but am i wrong this week too
1: oh my god i love scams yeah i love a good scam so if you want to write in for an upcoming segment for but are you wrong you can send us an email at but am i wrong pod at gmail.com and gotta keep it under 300 words let us know your pronouns if you would like Ages of everybody involved, it is all anonymous, so use pseudonyms for friends or family or people included. Or enemies. Or enemies or (laughs) pets. Oh, what's one of the best parts about this podcast?
2: One of the best things about this podcast is that y'all get to participate, so... Go to our Instagram, Megan and Melissa, and we, <laughs> we put the hey, votes up. Yeah, we, Megan, I send Megan a little link.
1: Mm-hmm. And then I copy and paste. And, and sometimes show. if my Adderall is like working, then I will like reformat if it doesn't make sense grammatically. Other times it will just straight up copy and paste. And I'm
2: like, why? Because I feel like I've already put in the work for reviewing the episode. So no, I put a minimum work. So And it's
1: fine. Yeah.
2: So y'all vote. It'll be up before Tuesday and... You
1: vote for who's wrong. Can I no. finish shit? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> my Adderall is not
2: kicked in yet. And Kay. y'all vote for who's wrong in the situations. Also, when you're writing in, please do not ask if you're wrong for your feelings.
1: Don't do it. I was literally going to make a joke that I needed like a ball. I needed. I was like, so I just need, need a ball gag until my Adderall works. And I was like, to be fair, that also if it was a small ball gag, that would really help my TMJ pain. A little stretchy. Because my jaw has been out for like three weeks. And now it's just like, this is the new normal. And so I just like can't really open my mouth wide at all. So I've been making my little gluten-free sandwiches. And I have to do my own version of, I can't do like an actual panini press because it gets too crispy and then I have to chew too much and then it hurts my jaw. So I have to do like my DIY. So I like make my sandwich and then I have to squish it as much I was going to say, why don't you
2: roll it? Pin roll it before.
1: That's a very good idea. Yeah, so pin roll the bread it.
2: first. Well, you gave me one, so.
1: <laughs> you know I definitely have one. I just don't know where it is because things. Yeah, I know. Are not.
2: I just found my headphones. Yeah, this I've...
1: is. There is a heat wave happening in Los Angeles right now. And this is how hot it is. I need it to not be so hot so I can install my AC In the room that is the hottest room. God damn it. We can't even put curtains up in there because it literally gets to like, it's just all windows, all like, it has sun almost, like the whole daylight, it has just all sun. It gets like 120 degrees in this room and you can't do anything. So like, it's so messy. We don't have curtains up to like make it cool down or the AC installed in there. I do have
2: these little fan thingies. They're like AC essentially, Mm -hmm. but like you put the little... There's a thing that you put in the freezer and then you stick it in there and then it makes the room like 10 degrees cooler. Would you like them? Yeah. Okay. What
1: the fuck is that? I saw someone doing a DIY like air conditioning unit and they were like using like ice and water. And oh, I was this like. This is
2: like the same. You wet it and you yeah. put it in the freezer.
1: Well, that's better than like still like still water. Because that's the part that yeah, stresses. because that's, that's like scary. Mold.
2: Yeah. 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 This does have water in it, but it the tank the where yeah. the tank is made, like it's an official thing, not like a, yeah, DIY a DIY thing.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I just cannot wait for the temperature to drop just a little bit. So I can actually I think unpack if you put those room. in
2: there, you can at least put the curtains up.
1: Yeah. Wow. You're a great neighbor. Constant con ideas and just, just solutions. Give, just you're, give me a ring. You're you're, full of, you're full of solutions. <laughs> <laughs> uh now that's a great time to promo um the video version of this podcast so you can see the great little bit that we just did uh-huh. it was fantastic uh-huh. it's on patreon a dollar a month a dollar just a dollar what is that from i don't know it's like a dollar and someone goes a dollar i think it has to have been a commercial and it's like this like southern part like a dollar no clue don't
2: make fun of my people
1: um so sorry matthew mcconaughey is i'm allowed to isn't he? He's from Texas. Yeah.
2: I remember he was going to run for governor.
1: Here's the thing. He gave me Interstellar and I'm like, "Sir, I can't back you for your political dreams. I can back you if you would like to make Interstellar too." And I know that it was a controversial movie and some people hated it, but as its number one fan, I'm here to pioneer. I'm like, "I'll be fucking the street team Matthew McConaughey Interstellar I too." Like him.
2: I have no issues with him except for him not declaring what party he was going to run under yeah that's
1: my issue and i think
2: the thing is i think it was democrat and he didn't want to alienate some of his base oh okay yeah
1: okay but that was that paired with his book came out around the same time and i just
2: i don't know anything about this book
1: oh it is i think Think of the Matthew McConaughey version of the Kim Kardashian selfie book. I'm pretty sure it's just, like, inspirational quotes. Again,
2: know nothing about that Kim Kardashian that did a book, book of just it.
1: selfies, and I think Matthew McConaughey did a book of just, like, Pinterest quotes. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on it. But actually, i mean It never might have wrong. been,
2: like, old folksy, like, sayings from, like, South-type stuff. That, that would be up his alley.
1: Let me look it up. Um, Not
2: folksy. It would be Southern.
1: Well, Probably stuff, you know, there's stuff like,
2: my grandmother said.
1: The folk movement also stuff me, mom, didn't said. come out just from coastal cities. I know.
2: But and I'm you, just saying that would not be the right. Saying folks, he wouldn't be right in that.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, it's a memoir. Maybe I'm making all this up. All right, all right, all right. He's really good.
2: I've loved him since I lose a guy in 13. All right. <laughs> I lose
1: ten days. You got three extra days. <laughs> okay, these are some of the quotes from it. Relatively, we are going to die. Life is our resume. It is our story to you tell. You have to say
2: it in his accent, though. I can't. Relatively, we're all going to die. It's our story to tell. It's our story to tell. And the choices. And the choices we make. We write make. the chapters. Write the chapters.
1: Can we live in a way? Can we live in a way? Where we look forward, where we look forward to looking back, to looking back. I think they're just it's just a little pinteresty. Don't walk into a place like you want to buy it. Walk in like you own it. Do you think he read Rachel Hollis's book? <laughs> wow, I don't understand any of these quotes. There's nothing wrong with smoking a little fun stuff and playing your drums naked at the night in your own home. Who do they think they are coming in your house like that? What is the context? Because people used to make
2: fun of him for sitting at the beach with his little bongos naked.
1: I was going to ask, do you think people care about us reading the results? Everyone. (laughs) Everyone? So we always read the results. And I've been thinking, because we had to cut down, we now only do one email submission each. Do you care for us to read the results? Do you like that? Do you want that? Do you want us to get into our first segment and not read the results from the previous week? Go comment on our Instagram. And let us know if you are like, read the results or don't read the results. Thanks. But we don't know what you're saying yet, so we're going to read the results first.
2: Okay, here we go.
1: Okay. Wow, episode 40. Yeah. Hey, look at us.
2: We're recording 42 right now. 42! (laughs) Melissa, filming people without consent. Not not me doing it. That was just mine. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) That was just, like, me, you know, proposing that.
1: Yeah. And this perfect score,
2: 0%, 100% said that I was not wrong.
1: I need to issue an apology. I accidentally uploaded these twice. And then I had to delete the other stories because I posted them twice. Oh. And I thought I deleted the new stories and the old stories were, like, that was one who had more votes because I uploaded them, like...
2: (laughs) As you've said, now thr-
1: No, but I uploaded them an hour apart from each other. Oh. Like, I just... You just forgot. Forgot that I already did it. And so I did it again. Then I was like, oh, shit, I should delete this. And then I deleted the older ones. So our the, the voting pool is a little bit smaller. But I will say that everybody in this voting pool, you are doing so much better than when it's everybody. Because now we know that it's just some people have problems, but it's not the masses. Okay. So, but don't worry. Someone still did need to vote that I was wrong (laughs) for mine, which was Weight Watchers should go away. My singular vote for me. Let's see if you sent a message. They said they voted wrong and they hate Weight Watchers. So 100% said Megan is not wrong. Good to know. And people who message asking, is this about so-and-so? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I made it pretty obvious, but I'm just not in the camp or the business of naming people. Like I will name people if you are like outwardly racist, fatphobic, homophobic, transphobic. But if you do something that like ethically I do not align with and like you haven't said something, but your actions have been like that, like I will call out your actions because those actions aren't specific to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not like that's like things that a lot of people do and it's a bigger issue and it's not just one person
2: and we've got writer number one versus ex who misses their pet three percent said the writer is wrong 97 percent said the ex family and friends are wrong and we had a lot of people actually writing and talking about that they have or have experience with toxic exes trying to do this as a way to control or manipulate people so
1: yeah and there's like no outcome of like actually Mm co-parenting a pet. It's just a manipulation tactic. And then when they realize it's not working, they have zero interest in it.
2: And we actually have that as a call on Don't Blame Me one time.
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. Then we have writer number two who wants to leave a wedding early because their husband's ex is there versus husband who wants to stay to party with his friends and family. 95% said the writer is wrong and 5% said the husband is wrong. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: So my wrong nomination for Wrong of the Week was Alan Rothstein, landlord who made tenant sign the sex contract. 99% said the pervert is wrong and 1% said the pervert is not wrong, but they wrote it and said they voted wrong. I remember seeing it.
1: I almost instead said the Crypt Keeper because... He
2: does look.
1: Oh, this... I have a really strong feelings towards men losing their hair. And I think that... There's nothing wrong with being bald. And no. sometimes you don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. But please, please, just 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 go all the way when you are taking that like small little piece of hair. Like, I don't know if you can tell. I can tell. It's he's taken any residual and just kind of smushed just pushed it back. It, and like p- pushed some towards the front. So I'm just getting these like little wispies there right at the front. And you're a pervert, man. And your haircut, I don't even need to know you before I know that you're a pervert based on your hair. Yep, A hair tells a lot about a person. Uh And don't tell the story. Well, actually, this fits you. So thank you for making it match. The insides match the outsides. And then for my wrong of the week, I picked the conservative dating app. And 82% said the app is wrong. And sorry, I clicked out of it and then I couldn't do quick math, obviously. And then 18% said the app is not wrong. And both you and I may or may not have voted with the app is not wrong. We're on the same page. Kick them out. Vote them off the island altogether. Let yourself implode. I beg of you to self implode. And don't be hoodwinking, bamboozling liberals anymore. But any if you're a
2: liberal that wants to hoodwink, bamboozle a conservative and get on the app and, you know.
1: Screenshot. I would love to see it.
2: Do the Lord's work, and I've talked about how I'm like anti showing pictures of people. Well, that on only Tinder applies to people app-
1: who deserve privacy and respect, exactly. <laughs> and conservatives don't deserve either because
2: they try to take away people's rights. Yeah.
1: So Uno reverse. Yes. i just handed an Uno, uh-huh. reverse <laughs> Uno reverse card. Uno reverse. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we spend too much time together. We're gonna take a break.
2: Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head
1: on. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time and I just got my I mean i didn't just get my package i just got a a a, a secondary of my package and i as someone who needs electrolytes to function there it's like elixir from the gods i cannot sing their praises enough specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like, I'm drinking like a drink drink. Like you can throw a little straw in there. I'll, and, and it's it's delicious. It's so good. And I just, I love, they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes. But also if you're working out, if you're sweating, hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, Most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need.
2: Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my
1: We're back from our break and we have <laughs> teleported. Uh-huh. If you are watching the video, this is a very large change of scenery. Mm-hmm. We have moved to my house because Melissa's power went out. Yeah. Maybe we should include that in the video.
2: Because you can see the video has all of everything. The next part that we're gonna record, we've already recorded it, but yep. the audio. Because the power went out, the audio, just everything shut down and we lost half
1: of it. It was really funny.
2: Um, It was really funny. Um, Our reactions will not be genuine anymore. I'm an
1: actor. Don't put me in a box like that. You don't know that I'm not going to be able to act my way through this.
2: (laughs) okay. my reaction. I'm a retired actor. So my reactions will not be genuine because I'm tired and I don't know how much I can fake.
1: Yeah. It is now 6.25 p.m. It and It went off at 4 uh-huh. Yeah, And it's hot. And also, you were an early adapter to the uh, power outage. So there was a lot of like, what is a different term for a first? Like you had to be, you weren't a first responder, but you were the one who had to like let them know like, hey, yeah, this is a power. They're like, oh, we don't see it. And you're like, uh-huh. what happened here?
2: It happened. I had to make two phone calls to see one and then that when I made the first phone call, I was letting them know. And then the second time I called, they were, they had the automatic system um, set up saying what time it will be back on. And it won't, it still won't even be back on for another hour. So, yeah. but the internet's back. The internet, and so they must, they have to be connected in some way. Cause this is what happened the other night when I woke up.
1: Yeah. Weird. Weird, weird, weird. So now all of you on Patreon, you get to experience my apartment. Nope. Your I house. live in a house. I bought you bought a house. A house. <laughs> yeah, Megan, don't dump it after all this fucking time and energy. Okay, so that was The Adventures of Us. And I just want everyone to give us so many kudos for continuing <laughs> to do this podcast. Because <laughs> we have to finish recording this. And then we have to start recording our other podcast, Don't Blame Me. Uh-huh. And we're going to be surviving off of popsicles and Gatorade. We're and going to and have Bali to order water. food. Well, oh, no, I know. But I mean, like, powering through, like, we're, like, sugar. Yeah.
2: All right. So, But Am I Wrong is the first segment of the show, and that's when Megan and I share either something that happened in our lives that we might be wrong about, but we're never wrong. So, whatever. Or a hot take.
1: I can't wait to hear what you have for the class.
2: All right. So, uh, my But Am I Wrong this week is actually a hot take, and I know… That we joke a lot about big milk and big printer and big sprinkles, but I actually, you know, strongly believe that behind every like big trend, mm-hmm. there's actually a PR stunt behind it.
1: <gasps> there's a gale behind every Oprah. What's the other one? Is that actually not a saying? i have never
2: heard. I've heard it, but not in this context. Is that a gale behind every Oprah? It's like behind every good man is a good woman or whatever that oh, stupid no. saying is. Because they're both like, famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, I it's... guess
1: PR is quiet. So yeah. You're, okay, yeah, wrong, yeah. wrong comparison. Wrong p- comparison. We need a... Behind every Melissa, there's a Megan. Behind every Megan, there's a Melissa. Side by side, there's <laughs> Melissa and Megan. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm good. I'm actually done talking now. Okay,
2: so I also think that we've all been brainwashed. I think one of the biggest ones that we don't talk about is Big Kale.
1: <gasps> K-A-L-E.
2: K A L E. Before the uh, mid 2000s ish, I guess, 10s. What do we call that? 2010s? The 10s, yeah. Before the 2010s, we weren't eating kale as something that we put in our mouths. And this is American wise, I want to say. I have to specify that. So we are American. (laughs) Yes, we are Americans. Love the country. Red, white, and blue. (laughs) Uncle Sam. We should get into Eagle. that later. I have
1: no idea who the fuck Uncle Sam is. <laughs> like, who is that? Is Uncle Sam married to Betty Crocker? Like, what the fuck are these people?
2: That's not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country.
1: I can't believe that was like an actual <laughs> slogan. Like, whoever was doing PR for the United States fired. So, uh, before the 2010s, like
2: I said, we didn't uh, consume kale, it was a garnish. You'd walk into, like, a medium, almost fancy restaurant and they put, like, some popcorn shrimp on top of it. Or, excuse me. I don't like shrimp. I love a shrimp. They're just,
1: like, loogies.
2: I don't think you've had good shrimp, if you believe that. I like shrimp cocktail. Oh, I know.
1: And that's, like, I know. Because they're cold and delicious. But, like, I also don't like a lot. Some foods are, sh- I don't like hot.
2: Okay. Okay. That's fine. I don't like cooked fish. But I like raw fish.
1: Mm. Except sh- shrimp's not fish. Okay. And, it's but it's a
2: crustacean. It's uh, a shellfish. Yeah.
1: Shellfish. Soft shell. Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, you'd walk into these places or like a buffet and there would just be kale everywhere as a, a decoration. <laughs> no one was eating it. It'd, mm-hmm. usually, it'd usually be sitting on top of ice and then there would be food on top of that. That's, a bowl on I top just of it. picture
1: my grocery store as a kid and like during the holiday season, a honey baked ham and just being surrounded by this curly green thing that yeah. I had no idea what the yeah. fuck it was.
2: Or you get like, you would ask for like a side of fruit at a restaurant and they bring it on top of a piece of it.
1: Shut the fuck up. I didn't even know that that was edible, nor did I know it was the kale we know today. Right.
2: Like. I remember my parents saying, oh, don't eat that. That's not edible. You can't eat that. It's very bitter. That's not. It's just there for look. Because I think I might have actually like taken a bite of it one time. And I was like, oh, what the hell yeah, is un-massaged
1: this? Yeah, an kale is kind of like plastic. Yeah.
2: And so, and back in the day, Pizza Hut, they still might have it. I just haven't stepped foot in one in probably 20 really? years. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but. They used to have, like, maybe still have a salad buffet that was just, like, all kale, covered in kale uh, with toppings and stuff sitting on top of it. And up until 2013, Pizza Hut was the largest purchaser—I can't say that word—the largest buyer of kale. And in 2012, they bought 14,000 pounds of kale for their
1: stores. I can't even fathom how much that is because, like, kale's not heavy. Right. So, like, that's a lot. Mm -hmm.
2: And so, this is how Kale became the Kale that we know today. So, there's this woman named Oberon Sinclair who made Kale famous. And so, she is known as the Queen of Kale and she founded the creative agency My Young Auntie.
1: It's just so fitting, branding so wise. So great. It's like she knew we had this podcast that you were going to talk to her about, uh, about her on. Mm-hmm.
2: And so um, it all started when she took a trip to France and she had kale in her salad. And she was like, what is this? I like it. And I said, this is kale. And she's like, oh, what an (laughs) interesting name. And so then uh, she came back to New New York City and she worked at this restaurant called the Fat Radish and had them put it on the menu. And people liked it. They were like, oh, a greener lettuce, not iceberg, Mm -hmm. not romaine. Kale. What is this? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like dinosaur. Don't get me started there. It all connects,
1: dude. I don't even know why it's called dinosaur kale. Big kale,
2: big dinosaur.
1: Oh my gosh! <laughs> there are so many truths. <laughs> this podcast we're really uncovering the truth. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Maybe we should laughs> they change don't it want to you to you know a truther podcast. <laughs> That to change our category. conspiracy <laughs> theories and politics.
2: And so then she created the American Kale Association and made a Twitter and Facebook page for this. And it's fake. Like there's no, there was no such thing as, now there is, but there was no such thing as the American <laughs> Kale Association. And when, when people asked her about it, she was like, I had to do it because I love the word association and I love associations <laughs> I just thought of it. Also, the initials are AKA. So for me, it was kind of tongue-in-cheek humor, having fun. I also really like
1: AKA. Why?
2: Uh, it might just be the greatest sorority that there ever was. It's
1: actually true. Look on their Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Hit after hit after hit.
2: After hit. And so for a while, people really believed that the American Kell Association existed. But then like... The National Farmers Union and the Fresh Produce Association were like, uh-uh, that's not it. That's not a thing. And so, because it was so popular, though, like so many people had followed it on Twitter and signed up for it on Facebook, they made an official kill lobbying group in the U.S. <laughs> and in 2015, Sinclair admitted to a report, a reporter to Mind Body Green, that she made up the organization for the campaign.
1: There's no legal repercussions against that, right? Because, like, an association, like it's, you don't have to, like, can't. You know what I mean, like, yeah. you can have a formal or informal association, right? And it's it's not it's government kale. funded, like, it's not like, yeah, no one not, owns s- kale, no, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and so, um uh, so that all happened after 2014. After everyone started eating kale because you know this woman made it famous, and this was after. Forever First Lady Michelle Obama uh, was seen eating kale chips on Jimmy Fallon and Beyonce had in her 7-Eleven video that shirt that said kale that was… Got. You got after. one. Um, which was in, you know, in the same typeface as like college stuff. Mm-hmm. like. You know, Yale are also therapy, as yep. we've
1: had. Oh, yeah. Check out our merch. Uh-huh. There's and only a few left. Of those. Yeah, so check them out them and uh, bookmark the page. Uh-huh. Something might be uh, coming soon. Something might be popping off soon. Uh,
2: and so in 2014, uh, Whole Foods went from barely stocking kale at all to selling 22,000 bunches per day. What the fuck? And many small-time kale chip producers became multi-millionaires practically overnight.
1: I hope they all named their children after her. <laughs>
2: <laughs> They're all named kill. Now we're eating chips and we're having smoothies. We're putting it in our salads. And it's all because of Oberon. And I hope I'm still, like, saying her name right. I couldn't find any videos. Mm. Sinclair, who became the ultimate influencer for Big kill. And this is my case study on why everything.
1: We're living in a simulation.
2: My case study on why everything is a scam. She scammed Big Hill. And like, it wasn't like she really, pro- I mean, like, she profited in the long run, yeah. but it wasn't like because she founded this agency and they have a ton yeah, of big massive clients. Massive proof of
1: concept. Yeah.
2: And so, but she didn't know what, what was to become of this.
1: I, this is a story that she will be telling her grandchildren for years upon years. Like when I was your age. But, like, people have come
2: to her and she's like, this is boring. Like, why do you care?
1: About, like, other… Like, no,
2: like, about, like, how she did this.
1: Oh, see, now that's intriguing to me because I think this is iconic and I would love a documentary. But if she's just kind of blase about it, I'm like, so what do you do now? Like, what are the other things? Because I would like an investigation or I would like to know if she is behind Big Avocado. Avocados from Mexico. That is, like, constant rerun in my mind. Always. Always avocados, like…
2: She's behind Free People.
1: Oh, recently?
2: I, I mean, it's on her website.
1: I just would love to know, A, is she does she do avocado? Does she know? Is there a rivalry between her? Because I think of this all the time when it comes to, like, the publicity behind avocados. Not just that, like, avocados are on menus or whatever. Like, yeah, they, they're around, especially California. My thing is the commercials. I have commercials on our constantly for avocados. Not saying, go buy your avocados at Ralph's. It's just, avocados from Mexico. That's it. There's no call to action. It's just, we want to make you, consumers, aware of avocados. I'm like, I'm aware, but who the fuck is paying for this ad space? I want to know that. I want to know nut milks. Mm -hmm. And most importantly, I have a client for her. — Who? — (sighs) Hawaiian Roll. As the two biggest fans— of Hawaiian Rolls and the entire Hawaiian Roll brand. Yeah.
2: The whole everything about it.
1: Every They're so low-key. Like, nobody knows that they have a restaurant that… Have either of us been? No. no.
2: But are we their biggest fans? Yes. Most definitely.
1: Do we look at the menu and go, fuck, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, they make one amazing product that we all know about, but they're, they're just turning out hit after hit after uh-huh. hit, and we don't even know about it. And I think if we could connect her to them, it will be her in with the Hawaiian Roll brand, and then I can use that as leverage for some gluten-free. Nice. I just think that that is—
2: Who do we go to first?
1: Well, where is she based? Because Hawaiian Roll is pretty fucking close.
2: She is known as the woman who single-handedly rejuvenated the reputation and widespread resurgence of kill across the world as seen as— on celebrities such as Beyonce's Kel sweatshirt in the 2013 music video, 7-Eleven, so yes.
1: I'm unwell. If I knew where anything was, I would look for my Kel (laughs) shirt, but I don't. Wow. Um, Well, thank you so much for sharing that. You know we love nothing more than a uh, big conspiracy theory when it solely pertains to consumer goods Mm -hmm. and is just about the overexposure of things and the scams. Not about any other conspiracy theories except for these. Right.
2: And this is true. So it's not even a conspiracy.
1: No, but it, yeah, it was just a hypothesis that we had. Uh-huh. And we were keep giving, getting proven correct over and right. over and over again. So if anybody knows of anything else connected to this, because, you know, we're connecting it all. Mm-hmm. Big kale. we got to have one of the big, things. No, with I, the- I keep, need to. Mm-hmm. Big printer, big sprinkle. We've got some strong feelings. So let us know if you know of any other ones. My, but am I wrong? For this week, I did a, initially tell Melissa just like the the little headline. It's a hot take, and she went, "Oh, I don't know." And that's how I knew that it's probably something I should do. You,
2: when you initially said it, you didn't say the caveat that no, came I with
1: it. I just did. I just waited for the shock factor. Yeah. And my hot take is, faking mental illness is mental illness. And there is some current stuff going on on social media with a specific creator that I'm not going to get into specifics about that. And if you know me personally or even my internet presence, you know my feelings about this person. But this isn't about this person. This is like a much bigger concept. But the idea of people faking illnesses, like Munchausen's, Munchausen's by proxy, all of that, that's not new. Nor is it, something that is as widely spread and prevalent as we seem to think. And when now it is transferred over to mental health, which Munchausen by proxy, like that, if anyone doesn't know, it's like the done in the sense of like, usually like Munchausen's Munchausen's by proxy. Like think of Gypsy Rose Rose Blanchard, like a, a parent putting fake quote unquote or undiagnosed not real illnesses onto a child that they don't have. And it it can happen. But the turning of that into like mental health becomes so dangerous because mental health is not something that you can take like a blood test for. It's not something that is like proven in anything. It's like self-reported. And that's why it's so hard for people to get help because you have to do so much like self-advocating and your treatment plan is purely based off of the symptoms that you are telling another person and they have to kind of believe you. And when we comment on people's content or we discuss mental health as a whole and then accuse certain people of faking their mental illness for attention or clout or accolades or money or anything, that as a concept of accusing that is like furthering the stigma of mental health so much because it makes other people who are going through things, you don't know that this person isn't, but also makes other people going through things going, oh, implying that you can fake it also implies that you can turn it on and turn it off. Uh-huh. And you can't do that. It just furthers the stigma of mental health of nobody else is going to feel comfortable go- coming forward to get help because people are going to think they're faking it. Already, even if it's not like to an audience or performative, I don't know anybody who like— and maybe I know a couple people, but like almost everyone I know, myself included. Like, first time I started having troubles with my mental health, it was very much like, you're fine. You don't know that. Like, it's okay. Like, you're like, there's nothing wrong with you. Like, you're just being dramatic, blah, blah, blah. And that's like the exact same rhetoric that we're having online. And it is not a positive kind of attention, nor does it like get you money. And if someone is perchance faking a mental illness, that in itself, Is a mental illness. Nobody who's mentally stable would do that. Like that, this, you can't look at a situation like that that's so black and white. Like this person is like either guilty of something or they are a victim of something. And it's like, well, no, because if you think like, oh no, pitchforks out, like you're lying about this, like you don't actually have this mental illness that you say that you have. And it's like, okay, well, do you think anyone who is in the right mind would lie about that? Mm -hmm. No. That's a that's an issue in itself. Like and the the nitpicking of someone behaving in a way that you decide is is this for my entertainment, is it not? I think what it really boils down to is like people are embarrassed to admit that they are entertained by someone else's like struggle and someone else's like potential psychotic episode and instead of recognizing that and going, "Wow, I might be a bad person in this instance. I might be doing something that's like really really shitty." It's like, of course I can't be doing that. This had to be designed for my entertainment. I'm not entertained by it. It was designed for that. Like, So I am the victim of this person doing this charade because that was their goal. And now I am the victim as opposed uh, opposed to, I need to reevaluate how I consume content of other people's lives and how I speak about it. And it just drives me crazy. And as I say all the time, just talk shit about people behind their backs. Like just, if that's what you need to do, write in your fucking diary of like, I think this person, but when it takes to social media, sure, the famous person you might see or even someone on your For You page who's not like a content creator but happens to have a viral video, you speculating about that, even going on Reddit and things that feel anonymous, you might think that those people won't ever see it and they might not, but like your friends might see it, mm-hmm. like your family might see it, like all these other people And you can't really have exceptions to the rule of like seeing someone go through something and going, they're faking this, but I don't think anyone else who's doing it's faking it. And it's like, but why? You don't have anything there to kind of, you know, decide between it, but it's a mental illness in itself. And yeah, I just, yeah, it's not a catch-all like, oh, they're faking this. There's always a
2: (laughs) reason behind something
1: happening. Yeah. Like when you look at like people who do like really viral, like things that you're like, holy shit, I would never do that. And it's like, yeah, so why would they do that? Like, what's the big difference there, do you think? And like, there is like a huge moral and ethical disconnect. That's not usually just um, a choice for quote unquote clout. Again, if you wouldn't do that for clout, most people wouldn't do it for clout. And the people who are doing it, there's something else there. So that's my hot take. It's about faking mental illness. Well,
2: I don't believe you're wrong.
1: Thank you. I don't believe I'm wrong either. I truly, I'm never wrong. So it is convenient. True, true, true. Okay.
2: All right. So next we're going to get into, but are you wrong? And that's when y'all write in and ask for our input on a situation. And then we take it to the vote with everyone to see if you're wrong in it. And uh, the way that you do that is that you write into but am I pod at gmail.com and uh, keep it to 300 words or less or you will have to resubmit.
1: And Venmo, that's money would <laughs> be nice, a fee.
2: I'm 27 and everyone in this story uses pronouns she, her. I work in a local coffee shop as a shift lead and in charge of training new people. Last week, I trained a 20-year-old girl whom we'll call Ashley. Ashley is a sweet girl and disclosed several things with me involving a boyfriend dying of a drug overdose and her moving in with her 18 year old boyfriend after having only been together three months on her third day of working. She told me she was nauseous and I was worried she was sick, but no, she was actually six weeks pregnant. I asked the next day if it was something she wanted. We live in a red leaning state and If it wasn't, I would adjust my support accordingly. And she said they were excited. Personal judgment aside, I kept all this to myself because it's none of my business. A few days later, my boss texted on my day off asking, Ashley's pregnant? I think that's something I should have been told. I've got her out with some morning sickness and this becomes a reliability factor. I responded, Ashley told me in confidence a few days ago, and she wasn't far along and hadn't told many people yet. Since those were the circumstances, it didn't feel like any of my business to share with anyone and that it was her responsibility to tell anyone. Am I wrong for not telling my boss that my coworker is pregnant? P.S. Ashley was the one who ratted me out to my boss for keeping that business to myself when she called in sick. Um, no, you're not wrong because... Uh, Legal. Legally, <laughs> you don't have to tell an employer that you're pregnant at all. Like, you can go into labor while at work and never have to tell them no, that I you were a
1: stomach ache. Yeah.
2: Like, you don't have to tell them at all unless, like, you're seeking special accommodations. But according to the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, Employers can't ask you and you as another employee are not responsible at all for telling anyone like you. You're not supposed to
1: think you would be in legal trouble if she decided to press charges. It's
2: her responsibility to tell anyone if she wants to tell them that that doesn't. Fall on you at all. So, your boss even saying that to you is a problem. That mm-hmm. means that they don't understand a lot. And I'm taking it into the account that you are in the United States too. You might be in Red another State. country. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Red States. You're in the United States. So, not your responsibility, not your problem. And if your boss gives her shit, then that's part of the problem too. So, mm-hmm. they can't say or do anything. She cannot be fired or her uh, hours cut back because she's pregnant unless she asks for those
1: herself. Yeah, I think the thing you are wrong about is the statement that you said, personal judgments aside, that to me... That is
2: a personal judgment.
1: Yeah, like, I don't need to know what you think about this, and I don't know, I I have a... I don't... Yeah, I don't love an age difference between, like, an 18 and a 20-year-old. It's not I think it's the three months that she... No, and that's what I mean. I don't even think that the age difference is what the commentary is on, but... You have
2: no right to judge this person. No.
1: And I also think that, like, young moms get so much unnecessary judgment Mm -hmm. when we are taught as women from such a young age that your entire thing is to be a mom. You're calling us to be a mom. You have to be a mom. You have to be a mom. You have to be a mom. Like, you have to be pretty for boys. You have to do all of this, like, very, like, heteronormative motherhood sort of things. And then when that happens, not at the exact right time, but the people tell you they want you to do it, it becomes, like, a shameful thing. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, all you've been telling me my entire life is, like— be attractive for men, be desirable for men, and, like, become a mom. Mm -hmm. And I did that, what? If I do that uh, two years too early or two years too late, judgment. Right. And it's just, like, very fucked, and young moms don't get a ton of support. And you can be— I have, like, friends who are young moms, and, like, they're, like, absolutely amazing. My sisters
2: are young moms.
1: Yeah. And I just think that there's so much unnecessary judgment, and especially when that comes from other women, and you're 27, I just think that, like, you know better than to look at that with judgment, especially because— she, like, has clearly gone through it recently. Mm-hmm. And it's not uncommon to move on to another relationship pretty, like, Best. intensely yeah. after something like that. But, yeah, no, you're definitely not wrong for not telling your boss. If you told your boss, I think you'd literally be in, like, legal trouble. And you yep. probably have to be fired. Yeah. So, but I think and right. And your
2: boss asking you this also puts them in legal jeopardy, too.
1: Yeah. So, I would tell Ashley that she told you that like you talked about it and then make sure she knows her like legal rights and then make sure your boss knows that you both know her legal rights. Mm -hmm. Because I would also like just brush up on like everything pertaining to your job, like legal protection wise, even not related to like pregnancy and like equal employment opportunity stuff. Because if she's like going to so blatantly like disrespect that, she might be doing it in like other areas
2: of your career. I remember one time I was on a job interview and they asked me it was like to uh the thing of like when I was interviewed like the first round by the CEO lady and then was interviewed by other people that work there as well Mm -hmm. and one of the guys there asked me he was like you're not gonna like start a family soon because that's why the other person left
0: that's fucked yep
1: Yeah. I mean, to be fair, like in the United States, it's actually, you're better off not telling anyone that you work with when, even when you're applying for a job, like Mm -hmm. not telling them that you're pregnant. And then at a certain point, it is smart to tell them you're pregnant because then they can't fire you. Yep. Because a lot of the times they will, if they suspect that you're pregnant, they will fire you before you've told them Mm -hmm. so they can like skirt around it. Yep. It's fucked. So it's yours. I-25 female finished university in December 2019. My graduation ceremony was canceled due to COVID and rescheduled twice. It finally took place yesterday. From the beginning, my boyfriend of nearly three years, 23 male, told me he didn't want to come because he didn't want to sit through a three-hour long ceremony in the heat. I don't disagree with that, but I would never fucking say it. At first, it didn't bother me, but after our two other friends and my friend's boyfriend were so keen on coming, it started to bother me, especially when everyone asked where he was. He was working, he's a waiter, but he could have actually taken it off. We had a graduation barbecue with family and friends afterwards. His friend, who lives 12 hours away and visits once a year, but he also drove to her with other friends in May for her graduation. She was in town, and he was missing seeing her. She lives in two days after my party to come. So just as a little quick breakdown, he skipped the barbecue to go Mm -hmm. see the friend because she was going to be gone in two days after, and he drove to her graduation in May. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. The party, ended up, the party ended up ending earlier than I thought, 10 p.m. on a Monday, and I have work the next day. And he seemed visibly upset because he could have driven and planned better to go see his friend who was out at the bars afterwards. He ended up going to see her after the party in the end. This made me upset because it seemed like he was mad he was missing funner plans for my graduation party. Am I wrong for being upset he didn't come to my graduation and for being visibly upset about the party ending? I <laughs> don't think it's about the... F- Fun or party. Nope. It's about the company. Yeah. Sadly. Ooh. Yeah. This man
2: is unfaithful. Emotionally. Emotionally. I don't know about physically, but definitely emotionally. Yeah. I want, I personally want a partner and it seems like the writer as well wants a partner that's going to be supportive of them and not wanting to come to the graduation, but also going to this other person's graduation in May and then being more excited about seeing them at a bar than being there to celebrate your achievement sounds shitty to me.
1: Yeah, it's not the circumstances, it's the it's the company, right? Yep. And I think this is Yeah, it's 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 fucked. Like mm-hmm. you can be like, damn, I, I'm I don't ever really want to go to a gra- like graduations are like long, they're hot, they're not fun, but I, like, any friends that I really wanted to go, like, I, like, would fly to go to someone's graduation because I wanted to be there because I care about them. And and then if I even got invited to one that was, like, local, even if I didn't really want to go, I would still totally go because you don't even get— you don't get unlimited tickets. Like, it's right. actually really kind that someone who they want you to come to their graduation, they could pick whoever. Like, they don't have a thousand fucking tickets and this is, like, I want you to experience this and see this. Mm-hmm. And— I just think that, like, he knows that it's important because he made the fucking trip to somebody else's graduation. And, like, he picked—I don't know. I This sounds so bad, but I think you'd probably need to reframe this instead of saying he picked the other graduation in May and he picked going to the bar over me. Like, he's picking this girl over you. Yep. And this is not— It's not okay. No, he's treating his friends better than he's treating you. hmm And then making you feel shitty for wanting— to even just be treated like a friend, even though you're in like a romantic relationship. Uh,
2: you're not wrong and uh, dump him.
1: Yep, dump him, dump him fast, dump him quickly and dump him outside in the heat after a three-hour conversation. Yeah. As we go on, just play it on a loop. We
2: remember. I
1: hated that. All the
2: time we spent together. All right, let's take another
1: break. My throat is no. Yeah, like dude, that's gonna hurt you. back yeah nope nope now it's time for but are they wrong aka the vote of the week where we nominate the absolute worst person this week or to be fair there's so many people to choose from constantly so this like, week
2: was oh a plethora. so much I want to give honorable mention to Ari Spears he said some very vile and disgusting things about Lizzo and then doubled down on them Who? And who? alleged comedian what's his name Aries Spears. He was on uh, Mad TV back in the day. That's the only thing I remember him from. And so he can fuck all the way off. And uh, I won't be repeating what he said because it was disgusting. But Lizzo's already dealt with him. But I just wanted to put it out there.
1: Oh, God. I don't even know who this man is or what he said. But I am on your side and I'm on Lizzo's side. Yeah.
2: So then my actual nomination is Dentist Nicholas Nikosai. Nicosia, Nikosia and real estate agent Mary Zindarsik Nicosia. Um, they're a couple probably pronounce all that cor- incorrectly, but they're a couple from Rochester, New York, and they threw a racist Juneteenth, Juneteenth theme party. And so uh, this firefighter, a black firefighter named Jarrett Jones was uh, forced to go there by his superior.
1: Was there a fire call? Nope
2: and the party featured a display mocking the Juneteenth holiday, and there were Juneteenth flags on display over buckets of fried chicken. So then they held a press conference and said at this press conference with their lawyer, present, Corey Hogan, that the party was anti-liberal and not anti-Juneteenth. And Hogan showed an invitation that that described the party as a liberal smashing splish splash party and that the fried chicken was not meant as a racist trope, but simply as a convenient food choice. And then they said that the party had been mischaracterized and they weren't racist at all. Of
1: course they weren't
2: but then unpromptedly oh the woman um what's her name Mary she admitted to at this press conference admitted to running like the press conference was over and she kind of came back to the stand and sounds like veep admitted to running a racist twitter account Above. it's an anonymous twitter account that posts racist images and content but she again denied being racist I have made blatantly racist comments. This is a quote. I have made blatantly racist comments under that persona. She said the culture of Twitter operates that way. It gives you an, an opportunity to be someone that you're not.
1: I just catfished as a racist.
2: Yeah. And so then like they're going on this. I guess they thought this like press conference would be like an apology tour because they've lost dental patients and real estate people. From their circle. And we. this is a quote from Nicholas. He said, we were tried and convicted on social media in a false narrative that was created. And so then Jones, the firefighter, a 14-year-old veteran of the fire department said that his captain, like I said, forced him and another colleague to attend the party while they were on duty and he filed a notice of claim against the city of Rochester and the fire department seeking at least $3 million for emotional distress and at least $1 million in compensatory damages. And then the fire captain, Jeffrey K-R-Y-W-Y. Cry I don't know. Whoever this Jeffrey, the fire captain, was suspended by the department and then later retired. I'm just tired.
1: Dude, the amount of effort. Yeah, for what they are defending is—I mean, they're not—they're denying any of it, but like their true reasoning is they think it's like funny and a joke. And I'm like, all this effort, all that money, and not a single laugh was had. So who held the press conference? They did, and so the lawyer. People can just like have a. How do you let people know? I that think you're because having a press it was conference? already
2: like in the media a lot, okay. and, and they news. probably have uh, know they have money okay. and sway. So they were just like we're holding a press conference. Anybody can hold a press conference. We can hold it. That doesn't guarantee anybody will show up. Thing. Yeah. It doesn't guarantee anybody will show up, but anybody can hold a press conference.
1: What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Wow. That is really funny cuz this is not included in this episode, but off camera I was informing Melissa on the origin of the Sydney Sweeney party thing. Yeah. And you know, people uh, there's like a lot of white people who are like, oh my gosh, this is like, who would do this? This is like unheard of. And it's like, oh no. Ha- this, this shit is-, is
2: happening all the time. Also with these people too, they keep saying there's no photos because they don't want to incriminate. There's other people in the community that were there, but they're not trying to get incriminated. So everybody's like hiding their photos and stuff from the party.
1: How old are these people you think? 50, 60. Oh my gosh. No, but not one of them has a passcode on their phone. That's not the same four letters repeated. Somebody just swipe that. Yeah, their practice, they, they should be torn to shreds. It should be, you. they should be like, it, that should literally be like a, a literal crime. Like you should be actually punished by that and not just by like society being cast out or like losing your, some patience at your practice. Like yeah. genuinely just like being like hateful and racist, even if it doesn't involve someone physically being harmed, I don't think that like, I think he should get everything for in the lawsuit, obviously. But I also think that it should be a literal crime. Yep. Awful. Absolutely awful. Mine is definitely a bit more lighthearted. I like that. And I don't know if this is even like recent news. Let me just check because it did come across my desk. Um, (laughs) Your desk, your news desk. Yep. Oh, yeah. August 15th. I would also like to give an honorable mention to everybody who is involved in Britney Spears' conservatorship. The voice memo that she released is, they continue to be like the most upsetting things I've heard, especially like as someone who has like been in, she's decently older than me, but like has I grew up with her. She was always around. And so the knowing what was going on behind the scenes versus, like, how the media had portrayed all of this. And I also think that how we treated Britney Spears is actually one of, like, the largest culprits to the mental health stigma. And I just want to say a massive fuck you to uh, Jamie Spears, Lynn Spears, and Jamie Lynn Spears, and also Kevin Federline. That's just my honorable mention. My real one, virtual influencer Lily Michaela is who I would like to nominate.
2: I know nothing about this.
1: She, I want to, almost want to say it, but that's, I don't want to sound like I'm not being cognizant of pronouns. it's a fake person. It's an AI influencer, and they are now the face of Pakistan. That's, is it the one that trolls Chrissy Tigan all the time? Nope, that's a different okay. one. I, my hot, t- like, and it's not a hot take. I can't fucking stand AI influencers as a concept, and this is not coming from a place of like, oh my gosh, like, this is what I do. Like, I do content creation and this, blah, blah. No, no, no. There's the amount of like work that goes into like CGI, especially like doing CGI on a daily basis for something that's, you know, coming up with content and then having to do all this shit on top of it. It's very impressive, but this is fucked because brands can approach this person to do that. There's actually no repercussions of this person like having a brand being like, oh, does this person align with our brand? doesn't matter. This person is not real. They can mold to fit whatever brand that they want you to be. And more than anything, all of these AI influencers are thin, very like standard Eurocentric beauty standards. So you mean to tell me when you design a quote unquote perfect AI influencer, you make them all look the same. And we have such an issue with representation because algorithms, as we've learned from like TikTok specifically, they favor a certain look of people, and those tend to be like thin white women. And so instead, of expa- like now that the landscape is finally starting to expand, it's like, we're gonna make a fake influencer and pick them instead of picking actual real people who have real stories and real lives you can connect to. What's the name of this thing? Her name is Lil Michaela. Lil, even the name. And Michaela's M I Q U E okay. L A.
2: So many ways to spell. Oh, I've seen this thing.
1: She's a quote unquote L.A. native, nineteen-year-old, which I also have an issue with. Why are we making her? And looks pretty fucking young. Mm-hmm. She's two th- or three million followers, known as Michaelians. They leave hundreds of comment on her posts comments on her post, complimenting her youthful look and authenticity.
2: She's at three million
1: now. Mm-hmm. I just think it's really, really, really creepy and gross, and like a very obvious commentary on our society and how we view women that like we are going to make a fake woman to be the perfect woman and that perfect woman happens to be 19 years old, have a baby face, be thin and like Eurocentric beauty standards. And she will do whatever a brand asks her to do. There are no pushbacks. Like there is no real person there and like no real collaboration. But who's the person behind it? I don't know at all.
2: Also, this fake, this Photoshop is really bad. Like you can see the, I know you're trying to be with an Olsen twin, but you can see the difference in shading.
1: Listen to this. This, oh my God, this actually like drives me fucking crazy. So this is from Input Magazine. On paper, or we should say on screen, Michaela's the perfect candidate for the sponsorship. She'll never age. Clothes will always fit her perfectly in advertisements and she'll do exactly what you ask of her. While virtual influencers do pose a threat to the careers of IRL models, the metaverse seems to be the ideal outlet for humanoid digital creations. PacSun's decision to enlist a virtual influencer in its upcoming campaigns, especially one as widely liked as Michaela, may open the door for other brands to follow suit. Now listen to this. Breanne Olsen, president at PacSun, said in a release that Michaela's involvement in the Black Lives Matter movement and the Rally the Vote campaign aligned with the it. brand's core values. Michaela's become a digital muse for PacSun and we're thrilled to be working with and a great example of a strong female advocate and inspiration. Michaela was also named the most influential person on the planet by time. There are re- why real don't people you- who exist.
2: Yeah, why don't you pick an actual black person? Then?
1: Who, like, has, like, a lived experience. Uh-huh.
2: And they're I, act, they're also coming from, like, a ethnically ambiguous-looking person mm-hmm. as well.
1: It's just, like, so fucked because brands have a history of, like, taking advantage and, you know, capitalism, consumerism, like, corporate America. They have a history of that, and I have missed out on, like, lots of brand deals because I'm too politically, like, outspoken. Mm -hmm. And there are like certain brands and like certain like large conglomerates that AI won't work with, but also won't work with me. And you can't, there's no pushing back on this. Like there is no, this doesn't align with me and my values and my feelings. And I'm coming at this from like, again, a lived experience, but no, you're going to use someone who's not real in the era and the time that we're already calling people out for whether it's like not owning up to plastic surgery and enhancements, but then also just like Photoshopping the shit out of your pictures. We're going one step ahead of that and we're making fake women. Yep. And the fact that like a brand that is predominantly as far as I know, the, the largest consumer base of Sun is young women. And when you make a fake woman the face of that, we already can't live up to other real women who are making themselves the plastic, like the airbrushed version of themselves, but we sure as hell can't fucking live up to a fake one. Yep. This is
2: messed up. She even has like a fake house. It has a floor plan with it.
1: It's really fucked. And also, I don't know what the tie into it is, but every fucking thing I article I read about it, there is some tie into NFTs. Of course it is. And I think that the ability to make something like this is amazing. Put this on your, red, like, put this, like, in your doc when you're pitching for things. This isn't like, a wonderful, like, grad school project of actually creating, like, an AI person. But, like, I don't need you in the world. And, like, women don't need you to make this person famous and, like, make this, like, a real online thing. Like, this doesn't need to be, like, a social experiment to see if you can do that. Because, like, the bo- underlying message of this is not, like, wow, digital creations have gotten so advanced and there's so much skill here. It's women are replaceable. Yep. And perfect women exist and we can make them and we don't need you. And I just fucking hate it. And I think it's so gross and so creepy and I'm highly disappointed in Sun for aligning with them. Uh, Well, I agree with you. We have reached the end of the episode. What a journey. Literally. Literally what a journey it's been. Um, We hope you all enjoyed. Please, this has been such a feat for us. Please go engage on Instagram. Make sure you follow us there. Vote for the, this episode for who you think was wrong. They will be up Friday or before Monday. Read them all before you vote. If you vote wrong, you can send us a message and let us know. If you are featured in this and you want to give us a little update or any more additional information, just send us a DM. So follow our personal ones too because we really went through it today. <laughs> yeah. And we'll yeah circle back. Disgusting. We'll circle back <laughs> next week. <laughs> Pervert. <laughs> Bye. Bye. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa
2: Demonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions.
1: Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.